idea of religion and not our own idea of religion, you might be surprised that you might actually want that. But maybe not the religion of the world that has tried to somehow copycat it or imitate it or, or falsely lead us in some manner or fashion. I looked at today, uh, we went to the grocery store and there was one of those little, I don't know what they call them, rags, I don't know what they're newspapers, like the Enquirer or all that crap. And they were talking about how here was uh, John Travolta and, and here was uh, uh, Tom Cruise and Oh, what, Kate? Uh, huh? With the Scientology? Yeah, Scientology. How, how they're, 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 they're hooked for life or something like that. How this thing has just wrapped them up and they can't get out. And I'm like, man, how do you, how do you get caught up in something so bad you can't get out? You know, somehow or another you're, you're in and there's no escape. That's a cult. Okay? You don't worry about escaping here. I usually yeah. throw you out. <laughs> Whatever the escape problem here, right? Yeah. The divine region of, of religion. But you, when you pray, enter the closet, and when you shut the door, pray to your father, which is in secret. Yeah. You want to figure out how to get out of this mess and start how to renounce the, the, the things of dishonesty in your life, go get right with God and really go in to wherever you've got to go. Me, I just go with him. It's like just a little bit ago, laid down and went, went with him, went away for 10, 15 minutes. I don't know that I slept because I didn't wake up yawning or sleepy, but I know damn good well I was not here. I don't remember anything from here. I was with him, having him become my restoration and talking to him. Look, Lord, I, I don't, not, I'm not going to complain because complaining is not what it's about, but this has gotten huge, heavy with all this crap coming in. And I don't want to, you know, get worn out. I don't want to I want you to tell me or fill me with whatever I need to be able to handle it. You're, you're, I need you to help me judge these people. you got to give me what I need to do that. So I'm just going to come here and sit at your feet until you fill me up. It's like go parking at a gas station back when I was a kid. You guys wouldn't know anything about this. There was, no, there, there was actually a thing called self-service only if you asked. Why? Because if you pulled a car at a car station, they did full service. They filled your car with gas. They checked your oil. They washed your windows. You didn't do anything. You did not get out of your car. Got this car wash and we'll go down. If I get one, we get in and it takes us through the car wash. We think that's new. Uh, <laughs> I've been around since the beginning of time when cars came out. People ran out and took care of the maintenance on your car so you didn't have to get out of there. So I would just soon get in the place with God and let Him check the oil, wash the windows, whatever it takes. And when I get up, I'm clean, ready to go, know that I'm ready to do the next level of whatever it is He wants. Amen. But you know God like that. I do. I have to. The main idea in the region of religion is that your eyes upon God and not on men. Amen. Not caught up in what man is doing, has done, going to do. Do not have as your motive the desire to be known as a praying man. Get into an inner chamber in which to pray where no one knows you're praying. Anybody really never see it catch me praying? Other uh, maybe for dinner or on no. um, worship? No, you know, but I'm never stop. That never stopped. I'm not talking nonstop. If I'm talking to you, that one thing. He's coaching every word that comes out of my mouth. You know, you all think, oh, well, Pastor, how do you know all this? Well, how do you think I know all this? Okay? Not only has God told me before, he reminds me. Remember, 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 remember. Have no other motive than to know your Father in heaven. It is impossible to conduct your life as a disciple without definite times of secret prayer. Um, there's no secret. I pray 24-7. There's no such thing as secret. It's a secret to you because I don't tell you, oh, I'm going to go pray right now. I don't think anybody knows it. <laughs> when you show up, I'm already praying, Lord, help me! <laughs> so, you know, he knows.
pray, we don't use vain repetitions. God yes. does not hear us because we're in earnest, yeah. because we're trying so hard, yeah. but only on a ground of redemption that we have actually been yeah. redeemed from our past, confessed and dealt, dealt what needed to be done, and we've turned from those wicked ways, and now we are ready to be healed and move forward. Prayer is not simply getting things from God. That is most, the most initial form of prayer. Prayer is getting into perfect communion with God. If the Son of God is formed in us by regeneration, He will press forward in the front of our common sense and change our attitude to the things about which we pray. All of a sudden, we're praying for righteous reasons instead of all about me, 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 me. Well, just everyone that asks receives. We pray pious blither. Our will is not in it. And then we say, God does not answer. We never asked for anything. You shall ask what you will, says Jesus. Asking means our will is in it. Whenever Jesus talked about his, about prayer, he put it with the grand simplicity of a child. We bring in our, our critical temper and say yes, but Jesus said ask. But remember that we have to ask of God the things which are in keeping with God and to whom Jesus Christ revealed. So things according to his will and his purpose. That doesn't mean good to say I'm going to ask about things according to his will and purpose if you don't know what his will is in. So tonight, Romans 1, 16. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. The gospel of Christ is the power of God and salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and then also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just. If you want to be right, the just, you want to be justified, you need to be just, and you'll live by that faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness, all unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. So a quick question. All this stuff that you've been holding in, not sharing and keeping to yourself, what did you think you were holding the truth in? Righteousness? Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. So it's not like you don't know. For God has showed it to them. The invisible things of him that from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and God, and so that they are without excuse. So then, you're without excuse, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. You went ahead and glorified all your past and all your bullshit. Neither were they thankful for God saving them from that, because they weren't saved yet, but became vain or selfish in their own imaginations, and their own foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise and going to church, they're good Christian boys and girls. They became fools. Changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like unto a corruptible man, and birds, four-footed beasts, creeping things. Wherefore God gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Then they changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature, the feel-good more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up to vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. Women with women. Can't imagine that, can you? I'm just crazy. Oh, yeah, you can. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of women, hmm, burned their lust towards one another, Men with men working that which is unseemly. And then receiving within themselves 
the recompense or the reward of their error, which is necessary or, or obviously needed. Getting paid back for their stupid ass behavior. Yeah. And likewise, these men left that. So, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, they want to keep doing it. They'd come to church, do it. They didn't like to keep him in their mind and their heart. They went off on their own again and again and again. God gave them over to be reprobate minds, to do the things that are not convenient, to all this nonstop bullshit relationship, bullshit actions, all in the so-called name of the Lord, and there was no Lord in any of it. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, blinding, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, and disobedient parents. Did we get left out? No. Without understanding, obviously, covenant breakers. Breaking the covenant. You, I will put my heart, my, my word on your heart and inward parts. I will be your, your, your father and you will be my children. But obviously you're a covenant breaker. You decided you don't want me as dad. Okay, no problem. Then I won't be your dad, but you're not going to be my children either. Oh. They became implacable, unmerciful. Who, knowing the judgment of God, they that commit such things are worthy of what? Death. death. Uh oh. They not only commit such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, but they have pleasure in those that are doing them too. Romans 2.17. Behold, you are called a Jew, you rest in the law, you make your boast of God, not Jew, not to mean a Jew, Jew, but a spiritual Jew. And you know his will, and you approve the things that are more excellent, being instructed out of law. So you can even tell me the commandments. You can tell me, this. maybe even have a conversation with me about what's righteous and what's not righteous. You can actually do all that. You're common to cheer yourself or a guide of the blind. You can help them. A light of them that are rich in darkness. An instructor, the foolish, a teacher of babes, which has the form of knowledge and of the truth according to what God's law said. You, therefore, which teach another... Did you not get a, get a clue? Did you not teach yourself? You that present, preaches a man should not steal, do you steal? You that says a man should not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You that abhor idols, do you commit sacrilege? You that make thy boast of the law through breaking the law, do you, do you not dishonor God? You doing whatever you want to do all the while. You know what the law says. Love your God with the heart, mind, body, soul, strength, your neighbor, yourself. Somehow you love yourself more than anything else. Did you not understand your breaking the law? For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles, among the world, through you. The world never gets to know God because your example has been what your example has been. As it is written, that for circumcision, very promising. If you kept the law. But if you be a breaker of the law, your circumcision is made uncircumcision. If you're living contrary to what God has said, which you were and some of you might still be, he says, you are then yourself uncircumcision. Therefore, if the uncircumcision then turns around and starts keeping the righteousness of the law, shall not uncircumcision be counted for circumcision? Is it really about uncircumcision or circumcision? No. Yeah. No. And shall not the uncircumcision, which is by nature, if it fulfills the law, judge you, who by the letter and circumcision, don't, now you're still going to continue to transgress the law? Y'all know better to keep doing it? Isn't it the ones that 
never were given the promise that now have the promise, are they the ones that are going to sit and judge you? And how is it, how is it you think you're going to get, get, get away and not be judged for what you've done? Their throat is an open soul tree. Up on the For he is not a Jew which is one outwardly, neither is one that has circumcision that is an outward of the flesh. You, you all know what circumcision is, right? Yes. Okay? You know, they, they do it for, for nearly every child. Some, some families don't. Every child, and by the eighth day, they circumcise them. That's just what a hospital does. So you get a whole bunch of people running around a sign of circumcision, the sign of accepting the, the foundational promises of God, and they didn't even have any say so. They're eight, years, eight days old. Had no clue. And then who was it that was going to teach him? Obviously not their parents, right? He's a Jew, though, which is one inwardly. And circumcision is that of the heart and of the spirit, not of the letter, whose praise then is not of men, but whose praise will be of God and God alone. Romans 5.1 Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus, by whom we also have access by faith of the grace where we stand, because, because we now rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in the tribulations, knowing that this tribulation is going to help me learn patience to trust and wait upon the Lord. Not to, you know, come screaming, the sky is falling, because it's not. And then patience will have the ability to give you a new experience, and experience will give you the right to have a real, genuine hope. And that hope's going to make you not ashamed, because the love of God is then shed abroad in your hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for us, the ungodly. Amen. For scarcely will a righteous man die. Maybe even perhaps a good man might dare to die. But God commends his love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than now being justified by his blood, we should be saved from the wrath through him. For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more being reconciled, shall we then be saved by His life. But if you're not walking in His life, I guess that's no such thing as salvation. And not only so, but we also joy in God through the Lord Jesus, by whom we now have received the atonement, if we have received it. Doesn't mean it's, it, you, you've got to be there for you to get. 6.1, what should we say then? Should we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we? And I want us to listen real close to Romans 6. I teach it all the time. God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin because we've been so-called baptized into his death? How shall we be, you know, of any of us live there any longer therein? Know you not that so many of us that were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? So in like as he died, we died too? We therefore were buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was then raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should then walk in the newness of life and walk in the resurrection of Christ too. And for if we've been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. If we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we then shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, and that henceforth, from now on, we would not serve that sinful nature. Amen. 
For if we've been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that old man is crucified, the body of sin be destroyed. Henceforth, we would not serve that sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. But if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we should also live with him. But the question is, are you acknowledging the fact of being dead with Christ? Knowing this, <clears throat> we've been freed, we've not served sin. He's dead, he's then freed from sin. And if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we also shall live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead, he dies no more. And death has no longer dominion over him. For in that he died, he died in sin once, 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 once. In that he lives, though he lives unto God. Likewise, you, reckon yourselves also to be dead indeed to sin. Grasp a hold of the concept of being dead to sin. Sin has no more power or dominion over it. You're dead to it by what Christ did for us. Amen. But alive in God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness into sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you either. For you are not under the law, but you are under grace, his divine influence, if you've been truly crucified with Christ. What then? Shall we sin because we're uh, not under the law, but under grace? So shall, shall we get this get-out-of-jail-free card? Shall we go ahead and keep, keep doing criminal actions? To whom you yield yourselves to, it's him to whom you obey, whether it's sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that you were servants of sin, yes, but... You have had the opportunity and hopefully have learned to be obedient from the heart to the form of doctrine which was delivered unto you by me. Being then made free from sin, you became servants now of righteousness. I speak after the manner of men because I get the infirmity of your flesh. I get you're broken, but we're not broken anymore. We've been restored, renewed, regenerated, revived in Christ Jesus. For as you have yielded your members as servants to uncleanness, to iniquity, to iniquity, even so now, now yield your members as servants to righteousness and to holiness. For when you were the servants of sin, you were free from righteousness. What fruit you had, had then in those things, now you're even ashamed of the stuff you did. Maybe even, at least recently, right? the end of those things is dead, but now being made free from sin, if we will accept it, and becoming servants to God, if we'll do it, you have your fruit now unto holiness. And the end of that is everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I just don't know if you want a second chance, you might want to listen to what I'm saying. Romans 9.30 What shall we say then? That the Gentiles, which Follow not after the righteousness, have attained to righteousness, even the righteousness which is of faith. But Israel, which followed after the law of righteousness, has not attained that law of righteousness. For wherefore, because they sought it not by faith, but as it were by the works of the law, they stumbled at the stumbling stone. As it is written, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone, a rock of offense, and whosoever believes on him. Won't have to worry about that rock. You won't be ashamed. But if you're not going to follow after Christ, 
Get ready to be ashamed. Get ready to make a fool of yourself repeatedly. 10.1. Brother, my heart's desire and prayer to God is for Israel. That's spiritual Israel for us. They that might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God. They keep coming to church. But not according to knowledge. Not because they really know because they do. They wouldn't be doing the shit they're doing. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own self-righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for the righteous, everyone that actually believes he has finished the work. For Moses describes the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which does those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaks on this wise, say not in your heart who shall ascend into heaven, that's to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring Christ up again from the dead. But what says it? The word is near you, even in your mouth, in your heart, that is the word of, word of faith which we preach. He put it on regular parts, that's the new covenant. Y'all got it whether you want to acknowledge it or not. You keep talking about wanting to get somebody. It's been there and probably got cobwebs all over it. That if you shall confess with your mouth Jesus as the Lord of my life and shall believe in your heart that God has raised your, your Lord of your life from the dead, you shall be saved. For in the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. What is made unto salvation? Mm. For the heart one believes to righteousness, the mouth confessions made unto salvation. For the scripture says, Whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. I'm sorry, and when you start to believe on him right now, you might be ashamed of what you've been doing. Rightfully so. But better you get ashamed of what you've been doing and not doing it anymore than to walk around here grandiose thinking you got you got this cat by the tail. This cat ain't the cat you think it is. The same Lord is overall rich in all of those who call upon him. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord then shall in fact be saved. 1 Corinthians 3. Verse 9. For we are laborers together with God, your God's husbandry, your God's building. According to the grace of God, which is given to us, me as a master, wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another builds upon it. But let every man that take heed on how he does build upon that foundation. For no other foundation can a man lay than that which is laid, which is Christ. Otherwise, it's not a foundation. It's just you sitting on the sand. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, hay, wood, and stubble, every man's work shall be made obvious, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work for what sort it is. It's gold, silver, precious stones. It'll be refined and brought forth as what it is. Hey, wood, stubble, it'll be brought forth as what it was. If any man's work survives, though, which he has built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall, might, he shall or might be saved, even yet so by that fire. First Corinthians to let a man so account of us as the ministers of Christ and stewards of the ministries, mysteries of God. More was required in stewards, though, that a man might be found faithful to what God has said. But with me, it's a very small thing that I should be judged of you or any man's judgment. Yes, 
I judge not even my own self, for I know nothing. I know nothing by myself, yet I am not hereby justified. But he that judges me is the Lord. Therefore, judge nothing before it's time until the Lord comes, who will, will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make obvious the manifest counsel of the, of the hearts. And every man shall have praise of God for what he did or didn't do. 5.1. It is reported commonly that there is fornication among them. That fornication is not so much to even be named among the Gentiles that one should have his father's wife or... And you are puffed up have not even mourned or, you know, saddened yourself over what you've done. And he that has done this deed might be taken away from among you. For truly, as absent in the body, but present in the spirit, I've judged already. As though I were present concerning him that has done this deed, or them that have done these deeds. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, when you are gathered together in my spirit, or the power of the Lord Jesus, I want you to deliver such a one unto Satan for the destruction of their flesh that their spirit might be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. See, your glory is not good. Know you not that even a little leaven is going to leaven the whole lump. So purge out therefore that old leaven, that you may be a new lump, as you are unleavened. For even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the old leaven of malice and wickedness, not with the old stories, the old nature, the old ways, but with an unleavened bread of sincerity and truth, I want Jesus, and I want Jesus alone. Amen. 2 Corinthians 1, 12. For our rejoicing is this, the testimony of our conscience. What am I rejoicing about? My conscience is clear, is yours. That in a simplicity and a godly sincerity, which we just spoke of in the previous book, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God, we've had our conduct in this world. And more abundantly to you, we, we not only had this conduct in the world, but we became examples and witnesses of this to you. If we write none of the things of you, that which we've read and acknowledged, we trust you shall even acknowledge all the way to the end. As also you have acknowledged us in part, that we were your rejoicing even as you are ours in the day of the Lord. That in this confidence I was minded to come to you even before, that you might have a second benefit to pass by you through all these things to re repeat the messages over and over and over again. I just taught this, right? When I therefore was thus minded, I use a lightness, not me, in the things that I purpose. Do I purpose them according to the flesh? Not likely. And with me, is there should be a yes and a no? Not happening. But as God is true, our word towards you is not yes and no, it's Yes, only. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, was preached among you by me, or us, even me, Sabonis Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him it was just straight, flat, yes. For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him let it be so, to the glory of God by us. Amen. Now he which establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God, who has also sealed us and given us the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts, the down payment, to know the difference by the Holy Spirit being deposited within us. So moreover, I call God for a record upon my soul that to spare you, I didn't come at you like I wanted to. Huh? Not that for we might have domination over your faith, 
and we might be helpers of your joy, for it's going to be by faith that you stand. For one. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, we have received mercy, we're not going to faint. We renounce the hidden things of dishonesty. We're not going to walk in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully, saying one thing and lying about it the whole time. But by the manifestation of the truth, we commend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. We clean our act up and let everybody see exactly who we are to the glory of God and to get our conscience clear. Or you can keep your dirty little secrets and you're not going nowhere at all. And especially not anytime fast. But if our gospel is hidden, it's hidden to those that are lost. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should then shine unto them. This light's been blinded from them that should shine unto them to help them find the Lord. By what? Your bullshit. We have this treasure in earth and vessel, that the excellency of the power may be of God only and not of us. Amen. 5.17. So therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become or had the opportunity to become new. Amen. And all these things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself by Christ, has given to us the ministry of reconciliation to help others, to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their transgressions, or trespasses, I'm sorry, unto them, and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. So he helped others not have to, you know, be carried down and, and, and destroyed by their sin. But more importantly, he also gave us the word of reconciliation to help others know that it's very important that they confess and get all this junk out so they won't end up being, you know, destroyed as others might be for not being honest and truthful. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, not as though Christ did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be you reconciled to God. For he has made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Not through him, but in him. Amen. Only. 12, verse 14. Behold, the third time I'm ready to come to you and I will not be burdensome to you for I seek not yours but you for the children ought not to lay up for the parents but the parents for the children and I will very, I, and I will very gladly spend and be spent for you though the more abundantly I love you it seems the less I'm loved but if be so I did not burden you nevertheless I became being crafty I caught you with guile did I make a gain of you and any of those that I sent to you? So in other words, I just caught you in all your nonsense. Did I somehow make a gain out of putting you on front street? No. I desired Titus. Paul did. And with him I sent a brother. Did Titus make a gain of you? Walked you not in the same spirit? Walked you not in the same steps? Again, think you that excuse yourselves unto you that we speak before God and Christ, but we do all things, dearly beloved, for your edifying. For I fear lest when I come I shall not find you as I would or wanted to, but that I shall I shall be found unto you as such as those who would not, lest there be debates, envies, wrath, strikes, backbitings, whisperings, swellings, and tumults. And lest when I come again my Father, my God, will humble me among you, that I might 
shall bewail many who have sinned already and have not repented of this uncleanness and fornication and lasciviousness which they have committed. So this is the third time I've come. And in the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word I speak be established. I told you before and I foretell you even now as if I were present the second time and being absent now, I write unto them which therefore have sinned and to all others that if I come again, I'm not going to spare you. I'm coming against you. Since you seek a proof of Christ speaking in me, which to you word is not weak, but is mighty in you. For though he was crucified through weakness, yet he lives by the power of God. For we also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God towards you. Amen. So examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know you not that your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, unless somehow or another you're reprobate. But I trust that you shall know that we're not reprobates. So now I pray to God that you do no evil. Not that you should appear approved, but that you should do that which is honest, though we be as reprobates. Do what I'm telling you to do, even though you might not believe all that I'm saying. Do it because you need to do it. For we can do nothing against the truth, but everything we do is for the truth. If we are glad when we are weak and you are strong, this also we wish. All these things, even for your perfection. Galatians 5, 16. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of your flesh. But if you be led of the Spirit, we're not under the law. Oh, I'm sorry. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you cannot do the things that you want to do. But if you be led by the Spirit, you are not under that law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, they are being made obvious. These are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such the like. Of which I have told you before, as I've also told you even in times past, that they that do such things shall not, shall not, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Yes. So we either renounce or we're done. But the fruit of the Spirit is in love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, and against such things there are no laws. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lusts. And if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in that Spirit then. Amen. Let us not be desirous of selfish glory, provoking one another and envying one another. Let's get our lives right. 6.12 As many as in desire to make a fair show in the flesh, they try to constrain you to be circumcised. Only lest they should suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. Everybody's trying to get you to follow their religion. Otherwise, they'd be persecuted for not being able to bring you in. Oh, you couldn't get them. So they went over to the Catholic Church. They went over the, to the Methodist Church. They went over to so-and-so's pastor. For neither themselves who are circumcised keep the law. But they desire to have you circumcised that they might glory in your flesh about how many people they recruited. But God forbid that I should ever glory in, save in anything but Christ, the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world was crucified to me, and I am in crucified to the world. I want nothing to do with this world. 
For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision avails anything nor uncircumcision, but only the fact of being a new creature. But as many as have walked according to this rule, have made this choice and this decision, peace be upon them and mercy also upon all the spiritual Israel of God. From henceforth let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Everyone knows, and I'll make sure they know by the way I live. Yeah. So, brethren, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you and your spirit, and let that be so. Amen. Ephesians 2.1 And you, who is quickened, who were dead in your trespasses and sins, where in time past you walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince of the air, the prince and the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. You were once part of all that. You might be talking about yesterday. Among whom also we had our conduct in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of our flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in our sins, he quickened us together with Christ because his grace helped us to become saved. Amen. And has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. That in the ages to come, he might show everyone around the exceeding riches of what his grace can do and his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus Amen. looks like. Yeah. For by the grace you are saved through faith, and that's not anything to do with yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, lest anyone should boast. For we were, are his workmanship, were created Christ Jesus, under good works, which God has before ordained that we would walk in these good works. Amen. 4-7. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Therefore he says, when... He ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, and he gave gifts then to men. Now he that ascended, what is, uh, what is it but that he that also descended first into the lower parts of the earth, stole the keys. But he that descended, the same also that ascended up far above the heavens, and he might fill all things. And he gave to some of us gifts, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Gave us us to help perfect the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, until we all come to the unity of the faith, of the knowledge of the Son of God, into a perfect man, and the, per the measure, the stature, the fullness of Christ, that we from now on be no more children tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men, by the cutting craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive us. But speaking the truth and love, may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, and from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies, according to the effective working and the measure of every part, making increase of the body Amen. unto the edifying of itself. Amen. Yeah. Amen. This I say, therefore, and I testify in the Lord, that henceforth from now on walk not as other worldly folks walk in the vanity of their minds, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that's in them, because of the blindness of their heart, not wanting to open their heart to see, who, being past feeling, have given themselves over to lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ. If, so be it you have heard him and have been taught by him, and the truth for fact is in Christ. But you, putting off the, for, 
concerning the former conduct of the old man, which is corrupt, according to deceitful lusts, and be renewed in your mind and your spirit, to put on the new man, which is after God, is created in righteousness and true holiness. Never put away lying to speak every man truth with his neighbor. For we are members of one another. Amen. Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil, but let him that stole steal no more. Let him rather labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he might be able to give to them that have need. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is to the good, the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed to the day of redemption. And let all bitterness and wrath, anger and clamor, evil speaking, be put away from you with all its maliciousness. And be not kind, and be kind, I'm sorry, to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as for God's, God, for Christ's sake, has given a chance to be forgiving you. 5.1 Be you therefore followers of God as dear children. Walk in love as Christ also has loved us and has given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not have been once named among you as it is not becoming if you're to be a saint. It's not becoming, it doesn't look good on you. Neither filthiness nor foolish talking or jesting, which are not convenient, but rather let us give thanks. For this you know, that no whoremonger nor unclean person or covetous man, or as an adulterer, any inheritance has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ. And let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things comes the wrath of God upon these children of disobedience. Be you therefore not partakers then with them. For you were sometimes darkness, but now you're light in the Lord if you so choose. So walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what's acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For the shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. Your sturdy little secrets, right? Yes. But these things that are, re are reproved are made obvious by the light. For whatsoever does make obvious is the light. Therefore, he says, Wake you that sleep, arise from this death, and Christ will then give you that light. Amen. See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but walk as wise, redeeming the time, because these days are in fact evil. Wherefore, be you therefore not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Be not drunk with wine where it is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your hearts to the Lord giving thanks always for all things unto God, the Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and submitting yourselves to one another in that fear of God. Philippians 1.20 According to my earnest expectation of my hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but, he, but that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. For to me to live is Christ, and to, God, to die is gain. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor, yet what I choose I want not. I want what God wants. For I am in a straight, I'm in a pickle. Tricks two. Having a desire to depart 
and to be with Christ, which is far better for me. Nevertheless, to abide the flesh is probably more needful for you. And having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for the furtherance and the joy of your faith. That you that your rejoicing may be more abundant in Christ for me by coming to you again. Only let your conduct be as it becomes the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else I be absent, that I can hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, and in nothing terrified by your adversaries, the enemy, which is to them an evidence per token of perdition, in other words, that you're, you're, you're so broken, you don't even know you, that what you should be afraid of, right? I look like I'm afraid of the devil. No. They won't call me broken. Friend the devil, I don't show him how broken I am. But to you, salvation and that of God. For to you is given on the behalf of Christ, only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. So having the same conflict which you saw in me, now you even here to be in me, you give to be a partaker of. Philippians 3 7. What things were gained to me, I counted as a loss. To the excellency of just having the knowledge of Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them as nothing, that I might win him. Amen. I might be found in him, not having my own righteousness, like many did, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by that faith. Mm -hmm. That I may know him, that I might know the power of his resurrection, I might know the fellowship of his sufferings, I might be made conformable to his death. So that by any means that I might actually attain to the resurrection of the dead. I'm going to live in such a way that I might, right? Yes. Yes. Not as though I were already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after. That, that I might apprehend that for which I'm also apprehended of Christ. He came to get me, now I want to come and get him. Amen. Brethren, I count not myself to have already done this, apprehended. But this one thing I'm going to keep doing. I'm going to keep forgetting the things that are behind. I'm going to reach forth to the things that are before me. Amen. I'm going to press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ. So let us all, therefore, as many as be perfect or mature enough or smart enough to hear this message, be thus minded. And if any other be otherwise minded, God shall even reveal this to us and to you. Amen. Nevertheless, wherever you've already attained, let us walk by that same rule. Let us mind the same thing. Let us not backslide. Colossians 3.1 If then we be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, for Christ sits at the right hand of God, sets your affection on the things above, not on the things of this earth. Amen. For you are dead, and your life is now hidden in Christ and God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affections, evil, concupiscence, and covetousness which is idolatry, which things sake the wrath of God comes upon the children of disobedience, which we have to admit, once upon a time we walked in them too and we lived in them. Yeah. But now you also put off these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication that comes out of your mouth. Lie not to one another, seeing that you have now put off that old man and all the old man's deeds. Yes. And have put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him. Where there's neither Jew nor Greek, circumcision, uncircumcision, barbarian, seething, bond, or free, but Christ is all and in all. Amen. 
So put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any of you, as Christ forgave you, also will you forgive. Amen. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness, growing up, maturity, right? Yes. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you are also called in that one body. And then be thankful for that, that we're all called together in one body. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do, whatever you do, in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. And give thanks to God the Father by Him. First Thessalonians 4, 1. Furthermore, when, then we're going to beg you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord, that as you have received of us how you ought to walk to please God, so you would, and you would abound more and more. For you know that what commandments we gave you by the Lord, for this is the will of God, even for your sanctification, that you would abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. Huh, you're supposed to know. How are you doing with that? Whoops. Not in the lust of sexual desires. Hmm. Even as the Gentiles which know not God, that no man would go beyond and defraud his brother in any manner, because the Lord is the avenger ooh, of all such. As we have forewarned you, and now we can testify it's coming. For God has not called us to an uncleanness, he's called us to a holiness. For he therefore that despises, despises not man but God, who also has given to us his Holy Spirit. So, but it's touching the brotherly love, brother. You, you need not that I even write to you, for your soul are taught of God, that you're supposed to love one another. And indeed you do it towards all brethren, which are at Macedonia or in your life. But as we beg you, brother, that you would increase more and more. Start learning how to love your brother more and more. Amen. That you'd study to be quiet, you'd do your own business, you'd work with your own hands as we've commanded you. That you may walk honestly towards all of them that are without, that you may have lack of nothing, that you might go and help others that are in need. 2 Thessalonians 3, 1. Finally, not finally, but close. Finally, <laughs> brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and may be glorified even as it is with you, that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for not all men have faith. But the Lord is faithful, who shall establish you and keep you from evil, if... You'll receive him. Amen. We have this confidence in the Lord touching you that you will do and will do the things which we've just commanded you. Now I'm going to believe you're going to do these things because obviously in the past you haven't. And I ask that the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the patient waiting for Christ. Now we command you, brethren, in the name of the Lord Jesus, that you withdraw yourselves from every brother that walks disorderly not after traditions which we received of us. You ready for that? For all your so-called brothers and sisters to kick you to the curb because of what you're doing? Not walking with the Lord? I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has enabled me that he's counted me faithful putting me into the ministry who was before a blasphemer, a persecutor, injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. The grace of the Lord Jesus exceeding abundant faith and love, which is in Christ. Which is a faithful saying, worthy of all exception, that Christ Jesus came to the world to save sinners, who I am one of the chiefs. Howbeit for this cause I obtained mercy, that in me first 
Christ Jesus might show for all long suffering for a pattern to them which show should hereafter believe in him to everlasting life. He would show how patient he was to pull me out, but he's got a lot of patience out there. He's patient enough to come give one of you, right? Amen. Yeah. right? Now this, the king eternal and mortal invisible, one of the wise God be honor and glory forever and ever, and let that be so. This charge I commit to thee, son, according to the prophecies which went on before that you, by war, good warfare, holding fast, holding faith and a good conscience, which some have put away concerning the faith and been shipwrecked, whom is Amenus and Alexander, whom I have delivered unto Satan, that they might not learn to, to blaspheme anymore. 2 Timothy 1.6. your youth, but you be an example of the believers in word and conduct and charity and love, and spirit and faith and purity. Do this till I come. Give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given you by the prophecy, the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Meditate on these things, giving yourself wholly to them, that by that your profiting might appear to all, and others might get to see how the prosperity of God's upon you because you're trusting in God. Take heed unto yourself and unto the doctrine, continue in them. For in doing this, you shall both save yourself and you will save all those that hear you. Amen. Now, 2 Timothy 1.6. Therefore, I put you in remembrance that you would stir up that gift of God, which is, which is in you by the putting on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. So be not you therefore ashamed of the, the testimony of the Lord, nor be his prisoner. Be a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and his own grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before the world even began. But now is made obvious by the appearing of our Lord and Savior Jesus, who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality and light through his gospel. Amen. We are now appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of y'all. For which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed. I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed in him against that day. So hold fast the form of sound words, which you've heard of me in faith, love which is in Christ. And that good thing which was committed under thee keep it by the Holy Ghost which dwells in us. Amen. 2.14 Now these saints put them in remembrance. Charging them before the Lord they would strive not about words to no profit but ultimately to subverting the hearers. Study to show yourself approved unto God a workman that needs not to be ashamed rightly dividing that word of truth. Shut the profane and vain babblings for they're just going to increase to more and more ungodliness. And the word will eat as does a canker. Who is Hymenus and Philetus who concerning the truth of error, saying that the resurrection is past already. And they overthrew the faith of some. Nevertheless, the foundation of God still stands sure, no matter what they did. Having this seal, the Lord knows them that are his, and that everyone that names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Amen. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, 
but also wood and earth. Some to honor, some to dishonor. But if a man will purge himself from these things of dishonor, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and he'll be prepared for every good work. So Amen. flee also your youthful, youthful lust. Follow after righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call upon the Lord out of a pure heart. Amen. Avoid foolish and unclean, unlearned questions, knowing that they do gender or create strife. The servant of the Lord must not strive, must not argue or try to you know, battle over a topic, but be gentle to all men apt to teach and be patient. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, think they know. If God perhaps will give them a repentance to the acknowledge of the truth, they might not only think they know now, they might actually find out. That they may recover themselves out of the serve of the devil, which has taken them captive at his will. Titus 2.11 For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and only lust, we should live soberly, righteously, godly in this present world, Amen. looking for that blessed hope. And the glorious appearing of the great God and our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us, us, us Amen. from all iniquity Amen. and purify unto himself a bunch of peculiar people. Amen. He had us in mind from the beginning. Amen. Zealous of doing the right thing. Amen. These things I speak and I exhort and I rebuke with all authority. So let no man despise you but put them in mind to be subject to the principalities and the powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work, to speak evil of no man, to be not brawlers, but gentle, showing all meekness to all men. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish and disobedient. We were sometimes also. Did you say more? Yeah. <laughs> foolish, mm. disobedient, deceived, serving diverse lusts and pleasures, whoops, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating, one another. But after the kindness and the love of God our Savior towards man appeared to us Amen. individually, because obviously he's come. I've known him for a long time. It ain't like, okay, why didn't you meet him when I did? You had to meet him when it was your turn to meet him. So he appeared to us in your time. Might be today. Might not. Up to you. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done obviously, but according to his mercy yeah. he saves us by the washing and regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Take in your bullshit life and fix it. Amen. Amen. Well, it's what I want. Well, I can't tell. Right? Which he shed upon us abundantly through Jesus our Savior. Being justified by his grace, Christ's grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Amen. Patience, experience, hope of eternal life. Amen. This is a faithful saying, and these things I would that you would constantly affirm them, agree and agree and remind yourself, yes, yes, yes. Because you obviously remind yourself of the wrong stuff, right? Quite often, right? That they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and they're profitable to everybody. But avoid foolish questions and genealogies. Again, avoid contentions and strivings about the law, for they're unprofitable, they're selfish. A man that's a heretic after the first and second admonition, boy, that sucks. You're supposed to have been rejected. Thank you, Jesus, for Pastor Long. Yes. <laughs> he didn't reject me when he could have and should have and was told to, right? Thank you, Jesus, for 
lots of patience, yeah. long suffering. Knowing that he has subverted the sins and being condemned of himself. James 3, 13. For yourselves know how you ought to follow us. For we behaved not ourselves disorderly among you. Neither did we eat any man's bread for nothing, but wrought with labor and travail night and day that we might not be chargeable to any of you. Not because we have no power, but to make ourselves an example unto you that follow us. For even as when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, they should not eat. We hear that there are some that walk among you disorderly, walking not at all, working not at all, but are busybodies. Now them that are such, we command and exhort by the Lord Jesus that with quietness that they would work and they would eat their own bread, that they figure it out. But you, brethren, be not weary in well-doing. If any man obey not our word by this, this epistle, Note that man have no company with him, that he might then realize that he's ashamed or should be ashamed for what they've done. Yet not count him as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother, let him know you had this, you just messed this up. First Timothy 2.12. Who is wise and endowed with knowledge among you? Let him show it at a good conduct in his works with a meekness and wisdom. If any of you bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not, lie not against the truth. What time tell some of you know? This wisdom descends not from above, it's earthly, sensual, and devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every kind of evil work. But the wisdom of God that is from above is first pure, then peaceful, then gentle. It's easy to be entreated or embraced full of mercy, good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy, for one. So where do these wars and fightings come from among you? Don't they come even because of the lust that have warred your members? Lust, and you still have not, you kill, desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight war, yet you have not, because you don't bother to ask properly. You ask and you ask amiss. Because you're not able to receive it because you want to consume it upon your lusts. You adulterers and adulterers, know you not that friendship with the world is enmity with God, and whosoever therefore will be a friend of this world is then the enemy? The enemy? The enemy of God? Does that sound like a place you want to be? Then no. what the hell are you doing? Do you think the scripture says in vain that the spirit within a man dwells? Well, with any lust to envy, always wanting something else, more and more and more and more. Want what I want, want it right now. Mm-hmm. And he that gives more grace, wherefore he says, God resists the proud, he gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, he will flee from you. Let yourself draw near to God, he will draw near to you as well. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, you purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep and let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. So quit trying to control yourself and let whatever's going on go on. Let your joy be turned to heaviness. Well, I don't want my joy turned to heaviness. You want God's will, you do. He's trying to let you, let you learn to follow him and let him take you wherever he needs to take you so that you, in fact, are his. Amen. Quit trying to run your own show. Amen. 1 Peter 1, 13. 
Wherefore, gird up the loins. By the way, not one three. Do you notice that? So one thirteen. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Christ. Amen. As obedient children, not fashion yourselves according to the former lusts in your continued ignorance. But as he which has called you is holy, so be you also holy in all manner of conduct. It is written, be you holy, for I am holy. And if you call upon that Father, who without respect of persons judges according to every man's work, uh-oh, pass the time of your sojourning, your living here, in reverence to him and get it right. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things such as silver and gold from your selfish conduct, received by the traditions from your fathers and mothers and grandpas and whoever else touch you. But with the precious blood of Christ, as a lamb without blemish and without spot, who truly was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but in this manifested these last times just for you. You who by him do believe in God that raised him from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and your hope might be in God and God alone. Amen. To one. Wherefore, lay aside all malice, all guile, lay aside your hypocrisies, envies and all evil speakings as newborn babies with a brand new chance. They desire the sincere milk of the word that you might grow thereby. If so so you have managed to taste and find out that he is good and is gracious. To whom coming to us as a living stone disallowed indeed of men but chosen of God and he's precious. You also as living stones are built up a spiritual house a holy priesthood to offer those spiritual sacrifices which would be your life acceptable to God by Christ. So wherefore also is contained in the scripture, behold, I lay in Zion, the chief cornerstone, elect and precious. And he that believes on him shall not be confounded. So you, therefore which believe he is precious, but in them which are disobedient, the stone which the builders have disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. So it doesn't matter what you think. That stone of stumbling and the rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, where they've also been appointed to be children of disobedience. Oh, that's what the wrath is for. Crazy. But you have been called as a chosen generation, royal priest to the holy nation, a peculiar people who is unconfirmed. That you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of that darkness, and he called you into a marvelous light. Amen. Which in time past you were not a people, but now you are a people. Which have obtained mercy, but which had not obtained mercy, but now have. So dearly beloved, I beg you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain or keep away from the fleshly lust which have warred against your soul, having your conduct honest, even among the people of the world. That whereas they speak evil and you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they shall now behold, glorify God the day of visitation. Amen. 3.8. Finally, not yet, be of one mind, having compassion for one another, love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous. Not rendering evil for evil, or rendering for anything contrarywise. Blessing. Knowing that you are thereto called, that you should receive a blessing too. But he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil, and his lips, that they will speak no longer to deceive or guile, no more lies. Let him eschew evil and do good, let him seek peace and ensue it. The eyes of the Lord are over the, the righteous, his ears are open to their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against those that do evil. And who is he that will harm you if you be followers of that which is good? Get it right, who can fix it? Who can change it? Nobody. But if but and if you suffer for righteousness' sake, you're happy. So be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. But sanctify the Lord in your hearts. Be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you for the reason of the hope that's finally within you, right? With meekness and fear. Having a good conscience, that is, whereas they speak evil of you as evildoers, 
they might be not telling the truth anymore. Oh. They may be ashamed to falsely accuse your good conduct in Christ. For it's better for the will of God to be so than if you suffer for well-doing than for evil-doing. For Christ also suffered for sins, the just and the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, and be quickened by the Spirit so we might have a path to follow. Amen. First Peter. For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mindset. Amen. For he that has suffered the flesh has ceased from sin, and he would no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lusts of men and the will of God. Think about that. Put your name here. That you would no longer, you, whoever you are, would no longer live the rest of your time in the flesh to the lusts of the men, but now to the will of God. You can, you will, you made it available. For the time that passed of our lives may suffice to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lasciviousness, lusts, excess wines, revelings, banquetings, moral idolatries, where they think it strange by that by that you would not run with them anymore to the same excess. They want to now put you down. Who shall give an account to them that is ready to judge the quick of the dead? Um, they don't have to answer to God for you. You do. For this cause was the gospel preached among those who are dead, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the Spirit. See, the end of all things is at hand. So you be therefore sober and watch and be very prayerful. And above all these things, have a fervent, a fervent or a passionate love among yourselves, for love, unconditional love, shall cover a multitude of sins. Use hospitality one towards another without grudging. As every man has received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Second Peter 2, 1. But there were false prophets also among you, even as there shall be false teachers among you who shall privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves a swift destruction. People that are going to church, they have no business going to church. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. Through their covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingers not, because your damnation slumbers not. By the way, it's all at hand. Yeah. For if God spared not the angels, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them to the chains of darkness, reserved unto judgment. Spare not the old world, but save Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, the ashes con condemned them with an overflow, making them an example to all of those that would thereafter live to the same ungodly life. Deliver just what vexed with that filthy conduct of all of the wicked people around him. For the righteous man dwelled among them, and seeing and hearing, they constantly tempted him, his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. But see, the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation, and to reserve the unjust to the day of judgment, to be punished. But chiefly them that walk after the flesh and bless their own uncleanness, despising government, presumptuous, are they self-willed? They're not afraid to speak evil dignities. Whereas in angels, which are greater in power, might bring down a railing accusation against them before the Lord all. But these, as natural brute beasts, may be taken destroyed, speak evil of things they understand not, and they shall utterly perish in their own corruption. 
and shall receive the reward of unrighteousness as they counted pleasure to riot in the daytime. Spots they are, and blemishes sporting themselves with their own deceivings while they feast with you. Having eyes full of adultery, and that cannot cease from sin. Beguiling unstable souls, a heart they've exercised with covetous practices, cursed children, which have forsaken the right way and gone astray and followed the way of Balaam, the son of a sword, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, like that unrighteous feeling, but was rebuked for his iniquity by the dumb ass speaking with a man's voice, forbade the madness of his prophet. These are wells without water clouds that are carried with a tempest, to whom the mist of darkness is reserved forever, forever and ever and ever. For when they speak great swelling words of selfishness, they allure through the lust of the flesh, through the much wantonness, those that were clean escaped from them who live in error. So they had gotten away once, but they tempt them to come back. While they promise them freedom, liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he then brought back into bondage. For if, after they have escaped the pollution of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus, they are again entangled therein and overcome, the latter end is going to be worse for them than it was in the beginning. It would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. But it's happened to them as, a, as according to the true proverb, the dog will turn to his own vomit again, the salad washed to her wallowing in the mire. 3.1. His second letter of love I now write to you, both which I stir up your pure minds by the way of remembrance, that you may be mindful of the words which spoke before the holy prophets and the commandments of the the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing this, there shall come the last day scoffers walking after their own lust and saying, where is this promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things just continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this, they are willingly ignorant of that. By the word of God, the heavens of were old, the earth standing out, standing out of the water, and in the water whereby the world was then, was being overflowed with water, and all died. But the heavens and the earth, which are now, by the same word, are kept in store, reserved under the everlasting fire that's coming against that day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord is a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. The Lord's not slack concerning his promises, as some men might, might want to count slackness. But he is long-suffering to us, not one that any of us should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief of the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with the with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. The earth also, the works thereof, thereof shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? Looking forward, hastening to the coming day of God, wherein the heavens, being on fire, shall be dissolved, and the elements shall meet with a fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein they dwell that are righteous. Therefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent that you may be found of him in that peace without spot and blameless. 1 John 1, 5. This I say then, this is the message which we heard of him and we declared to you that God is light in him. There is no darkness. This is who God is. Yeah. We say that we have fellowship with him, which we want to talk about, and we walk in darkness. We're liars and don't know the truth. But if we walk in the light and see the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus and his son cleanses us from all sin. We have unity, which he's called for. Amen. We say that we have no sin. We deceive ourselves. And once again, the truth isn't in us. We are a liar. And if we confess our sins, he's faithful, though, to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. 
Right up until right now. But if we say that we've not sinned, we make him a liar, and his words are not in us. So, my little children, these things I write to you, that you'd stop sinning. And if any man still sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Christ Jesus the righteous. And he is the replacement for our sins, and not ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. So hereby, we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He that says, I know him and keeps not his commandments, is again a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keeps his word in, in him, truly is the love of God perfected. Thereby, we know that we are in him. Amen. He that says he abides in him, ought himself then walk, even as Jesus walked. Amen. 24. Let that therefore abide in you, which you've heard from the beginning. If that which you've heard from the beginning shall remain in you, you shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is that promise that he has promised us, eternal life. These things I've written unto you concerning them and try to seduce you. The anointing which you have received of him abides in you, and you need not that any man teach you, but the same anointing teaches you of all things, and it is the truth, and it is no lie. Even as it is taught you, you shall abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, you may have confidence and be not ashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone that does righteousness then is in fact born of him. Number one. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we, uh, we might have the chance to be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knows us not because it didn't know him. But beloved, now are we the sons of God? It does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that he, when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is because we used him as a model for our life. And every man that has this hope in himself purifies himself, even as he was pure. But whosoever commits sin transgresses the law, for the sin <laughs> is the transgression of that law. And we know that he was manifested in to take away our sins, and in him there is no sin. So if he's in us and we're walking in him, we should have no sin either. So whosoever abides in him sins not. Whosoever sins has not seen him, nor have you even known him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that does righteousness is righteous, even as he was righteous. He that commits sin is of the devil, for the devil sins from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. So whosoever is born of God does not commit sin, for his seed remains in him. And he cannot sin, because he is born, in fact, of God. And this, the little children are manifest, the children of God, but also the children of the devil. Whosoever does not righteousness is not of God. Neither is he that loves not his brother. 18. 18. So, lie little children, let us not love in word, neither tongue, nor, but let's love in deed and truth. Let's make our life be an example, living, breathing yeah. example. Amen. And thereby we know that we are the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart. He knows all things. The blood of our heart condemns us not. Then... We can have confidence towards our God. And whatever we ask, we can receive of Him because we keep His commandments and we do the things that are finally pleasing in His sight. And this is the commandment that we should believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ. We should love one another as He gave us these commandments. He that keeps His commandment dwells in Him and He then in turn dwells back in Christ Himself. And hereby we know that He abides in us because He gave us a spirit to guide and lead us. By one. Whosoever believes that Jesus is Christ is born of God, and everyone that loves him, that begot God, loves him that's begotten of him, Christ. And by this we know the love of the children of God, 
when we love God, we keep his commandments. We know that we, we understand love when we start loving one another and we keep his commandments. This is the love of God that we would keep his commandments and his commandments are not a problem. They're not grievous. They're not hard to do. They're not, oh God, I gotta do this. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world with even our faith. For who, he who has overcome the world, but he that believes that Jesus is in fact the Son of God. So if we receive this witness of man, the witness of God is even greater. For this is the witness of God that he has testified of his Son. That he that believes on the Son of God has the witness in himself. He that believes not, God has made God a liar. Because he believes not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is that record that God has given to us eternal life. And this life is in his Son. So he that has the Son has life. He that has not the Son doesn't have life. These things I've written unto you that you might believe in the name of the Son of God. That you might know. You might know that you have eternal life. And you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Amen. And this is the confidence that we can have in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, He'll hear us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we can have the petitions that we've desired of Him. What a concept. So we know whosoever is born of God sins not. 18. And he that is begotten of God keeps himself, and that wicked one can't touch him. And we know that we're of God, and the whole world lies in wickedness. And we know the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know Him that is true, and we are in Him that is true, even in His Son, Christ. This is the true God, and this is, in fact, eternal life. My little children, keep yourselves from these idols. Amen. Amen, amen. 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 That's your message. So, Father, we come before you tonight. I think that, I think, I hope, Lord God, that this whole concept of we can do whatever we want to do. I think this, you know, live however we want, then we're good. That um, your word's pretty clear and pretty true, saying uh, um, that's not how it works. That it's uh, pretty truthful that if we're living that way, we're the enemies of God. And I'm not sure, or I'm pretty sure, there's not even this room that, that is looking forward to being the enemy of God. But there's a few in this room that might be the enemy of God because they're not willing to listen and heed what God has been trying to talk to them about and tell them about for years because they've chosen themselves and their flesh and their lusts over and over and over and over again in contrast, Lord God, to the possibility of the life that's been offered up through your precious blood of your Son. So we'll give you thanks, praise, honor, and glory in advance for all that you're going to you know, quicken within us and, and reveal even deeper within us, Lord God, if we'll call upon your name. We'll give you this thanks, praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.